Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode of Ladies Who Lead, um, a podcast and YouTube channel which is centered around all things empowerment, confidence, resilience and leadership for our fellow ladies and today we have a very exciting episode with um, a lovely guest called Kate Hesk, so welcome, welcome Kate. Thank you, great to be here, thanks for the invitation. Absolutely, it's an honour. Um, so Kay is the co-founder and chief people officer at Cognomi Coaching, a global organisation which has a mission to build mental fitness of the planet. Um, her history, a little bit about her history, she, having spent 30 years in corporate roles across the pharmaceutical and healthcare sector, Kate has led, supported and coached many women as they navigate through life's transitions to help them find more insight and be more aware of what's important to feel fulfilled and live their lives to the best version of themselves. So uh, that sounds like you've had an amazing journey and you've got lots of valuable experiences, uh, ideas and knowledge to share. So that's amazing. So with that, Kate, uh, just to extend, just for our viewers and our listeners, uh, what is mental fitness? What is it in basic terms? Yeah, thank you. So mental fitness is about emotional and psychological well-being. Mental fitness is therefore at, at the heart of somebody being at their best, feeling fulfilled, having purpose, feeling motivated, uh, being optimistic, as well as having perspective and building relationships well. Um, and it's very much a holistic approach. So uh, as you touched on then, I've been in the corporate world for many, many years. And what I've noticed uh, is the the evolution of the way that we think about ourselves at work to becoming much more holistic, understanding that the person at work also has a home life and therefore requires a balance. So mental fitness is a, is a concept and a, uh, and a tool that we've developed uh, within Cognomi to enable someone to understand themselves better, to have more insight, to be able to to take some choices of how they want to to live their life to to be at their best. So yeah. happy to share more about that. In summary, emotional and psychological well-being is what we're talking about. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, in recent times, this is becoming more and more prominent at the forefront of people's conversations, and especially people in in large corporates and organisations, mm -hmm. because they're becoming very aware of the things that you discussed and the importance um, of it. So that's amazing. So in our usual format, what we're going to do is we're going to run through a few questions. We're going to go through a few examples um, just to increase awareness and understanding and support our listeners and viewers. So the first one is 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 the, the topic of the uh, episode is about managing life transitions mm. um, as Kate said with her experience so life as we know is full of changes many of them can be hard to deal with but a life transition um, is basically a change or an adjustment that impacts our lives in a potentially significant way we experience transitions throughout all our everybody does and they can be big or small planned or unplanned they can be exciting or they can be distressing for example starting a new job or potentially um you know losing a loved one um and even for example the onset of the pandemic that was uh it could be considered an unplanned transition so um can you help to develop on that in terms of your view of what life transitions are all about and why yeah. Of course. And and so all of those examples that you've used there, I think, are very significant. And when we're talking about women and women who lead and how women grow and evolve 
over time and develop over time. There are some very natural, if you like, physiological transitions related to life stages. So transitions through ages, really. Um, and this is something I became really interested in about 20 years ago and started to build leadership programs specifically for women and to think about how to coach women specifically through these transitions. So, you know, we're talking about early career as a transition, so transitioning into, into the world of work. Uh, we're talking about the transition potentially into and through maternity to, to, to becoming a mother, potentially. And then ultimately we're talking about, and there's such a lot being said and written and, and spoken about as women progress through career, then oftentimes they need to deal with the symptoms of and the impact of the menopause uh, on, on, their, uh, on their career and on their life. So transitioning into and through menopause, ultimately into the, the the future state of life, perhaps where it's more back to back to their own focusing on purpose for the future. But all of these transitions require us as women and also men that we're working with. And so this isn't just about women, Absolutely. but to, to focus on aspects, not only physiological aspects, which are implied through some of those transitions, and also aspects such as shifts we might want to make around understanding our identity and purpose, understanding our values, what's important to us and our beliefs at certain steps through those transitions, as well as, you know, upskilling, uh, developing ourselves in terms of competencies and skills as well. But some of those more um, spiritual perspectives and purpose-driven perspectives become more and more important perhaps as we make these specific life transitions. So a lot of my work has been focused around supporting uh, people through those transitions and specifically women through transitions such as maternity and menopause. Yeah, absolutely. All very important things. So, um, so uh, we, we spoke a little bit about and, and want to extend it on, on um, what the main areas of our lives are that mm. these transitions can affect. So you spoke about um, like the emotional effect, for example. So people can often feel anxiety, they can feel mm. surprise, they can feel stress. And often if it's, an, for example, unplanned uh, transition, it, there's a, a sense of overwhelm you know unexpectedness and not knowing how to deal with the transition or what what to do it's particularly mm -hmm. if, if they've never been in that situation before or not anybody in their like uh primary circle um mm. has knowledge of it um and then the physical obviously the physical changes on our bodies how we react to that it mm. can affect our daily routine so our sleeping patterns our nutrition um you know everything that could affect us physically and and you touched on physiological as well so dealing with that stress um that fight or flight mechanism that comes in the increased cortisol all of these things all encompassing can can have a huge effect on a person's life mm -hmm. and often they may feel like they need to deal with it all by themselves they may not seek support but it's actually completely justifiable to want to talk and um, seek outside of their circle um information um and knowledge to support them through the transition so if you want to just develop a little bit on that side please for me yeah lovely so support is key absolutely and knowing where to go for that support is also yeah. important so perhaps we'll come back to that bit because if we start with actually the first stage is helping uh 
the individual, the woman in this case, understand herself better. So self-insight, self-understanding, self-awareness is where it all begins. So finding ways of exploring, you know, what's going on for me? How am I feeling at the moment? What am I thinking? How is this helping me? How is it getting in the way? Um, I mentioned our model of mental fitness, and there's a tool that we offer, as you know, uh, which is a questionnaire-based tool, which enables someone to, to take, uh, make some insight into what's happening for them, how they're thinking, how they're feeling at that point to understand how that's impacting. So starting with self-awareness, really important to gain that insight. Uh, and when we're thinking about how to support then our thinking and our our approach to what we might do differently or how we're going to care for ourselves and lead ourselves before we can lead others. The support is really important, whether that comes through an organization. So many organizations are now seeing the importance of a shared duty of care to, to any aspect of development or performance. And most definitely uh, when we're thinking about women going through transitions such as menopause. Mm -hmm. So tapping into what's available in the organization in terms of support might be tapping into the opportunity to talk to others going through a similar experience and to therefore normalize the experience, gain support from others who are who are experiencing it. Um, and I would say, and you'd expect me to say this, get yourself a coach. So the support of someone who can help you think it through, a thinking partner, someone who helps you understand what's going on, and importantly, to make choices and take responsibility for things you might want to change. Um, and, and all of this, of course, starts with the individual in mind, but absolutely impacts other people around them and absolutely impacts the, the organization. So we relate it very quickly to performance, to being able to do a job and do a good job and show up and be the best version of ourselves. So that support is really important. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Um, and knowing, like you said, where to get the support mm -hmm. and going to a qualified person who's, you know, who's got experience and knows how to um, support you in the correct way. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are lots of models and tools and things that we use within Cognomi that can really support people to um, get, get through that journey in the best possible way. Um, mm -hmm. And it makes a huge difference to a person's well-being and, like you said, mental fitness all, all together. OK, so if we if we move on then and uh, talk um, about why life transitions in particular are challenging. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, because e even even the exciting ones things that we look forward to they can be challenging and it represents a change from what we're accustomed to previously so even if we would call it a good change for example there is a process of getting adjusted to a new routine which mm. requires effort so um why what why else are challenge or transitions challenging in particular yeah great so there's a perspective which is things that are kind of changing within us so there's part of this is about what's happening within our own physiology or within our own psychology, uh, our own ma emotional makeup uh, impacted by those transitions. And, and we've touched on a number of physiological transitions where, you know, as an impact on our body. So the physiology is important. Yeah. Um, and as we shift and move, there are there are other aspects of psychology that we need to consider. I mentioned purpose and identity, beliefs and values previously. As we age, we naturally evolve as a human being um, and we may need to reconnect to what's our purpose? Why am I doing this? You know, why is this job I'm currently in giving me what I need it to give me? So so there's natural um, aspects to attend to in terms of our own 
internal perspective. So what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling. And of course, we need to engage differently with the world around us. So if we're going through a transition into a new role or a transition of returning from maternity leave or a transition as we're experiencing and, and building our capability and capacity to deal with the menopause, we might need to interact with people around us a bit differently. We might need to change the conversations that we have. We might need to contract in a different way to manage expectations of how we're going to show up and how we're going to do our our job and we might need to to interact differently with our manager for example or with our partner at home or with other people around us because as an individual we're evolving and things are changing for us and sometimes we need to therefore change the conversation around us with those people around us and the important part about that and it also goes back to your previous point we need to have the courage to have the conversation mm-hmm. and the compassion to have the conversation that works for us and also for others around us. So, so those are perspectives that's really important for us to build confidence, courage, as well as compassion in order to um, have the conversations to help us make the shifts that we want to make and, and stay operating at our best. Yeah, absolutely. So just to add to that, often we can have unexpected changes as well. So things that happen unexpectedly and have a direct impact on our daily lives um, and they can be difficult to cope with. For example, having an accident or losing a job losing a loved one these things happen often without warning so Mm. ultimately we can be caught off guard uh, by this sort of life transition and it can be challenging to navigate because we haven't had the chance to prepare so what what would you say in that sort of situation Mm. so again it's about pausing for long enough to notice what's going on to be kind to ourselves and always remember the self-care perspective on this Um, inevitably as human beings very often we'll take things personally or we'll refer it back to ourselves personally Um, and so pausing and creating enough space when we've got the energy to do it to understand or to notice what's really going on to be aware of our thoughts and feelings and recognize that they are just thoughts and feelings they're part of us not all of us Um, to to normalize as much as we can the experience to understand that you know, whilst our experience is unique to us, other people will have been through something similar. And so again, to your point about seeking support elsewhere, valuable to go out and see, you know, who else can I connect with? Connection becomes really important when we're going through those transitions. Absolutely. And there's always going to be someone somewhere, like you said, uh, and there's so many support groups out there these days for very specific things. Uh, So the help is always out there. Um, So, yeah. So moving uh, moving on. So let's now talk about maybe some uh, tips or recommendations to help women to deal with uh, these sorts of transitions so like some really specific things that they can do Mm. so like um, one I thought of for example setting realistic expectations which is um, similar to what we've been talking about so unmet expectations for example can create frustration or stress Mm -hmm. so if you expect that navigating a transition will be a breeze and that doesn't work out that way, you might be somewhat disappointed. So instead having reasonable expectation that you um, will likely feel stressed and you might feel overwhelmed at times. So it's also helpful to remember that feeling stressed during a transition is normal. So Mm. giving yourself that self-care, self-love, self-compassion throughout Mm. the process of the transition and expecting that, you know, something's changing here, something's adjusting in my life Mm. and I need to give myself the time um to to basically acclimatize to to whatever that change is going to be mm. um, so 
Yeah. So give me some more. Give me some um, some other ones that you've got for you with your um, clients. Yeah. So and building further on that around around stress again, it, it's recognizing that you know to a certain extent stress is good for us. So we perform at our best when we're under what we might call eustress. So there are models of stress that talk about yes. euphoric stress. So you know, if we're preparing for a presentation, we want to feel a little bit as though the adrenaline's working for us, so that we can be of our best. And we need to understand when we're at our tipping point. So there's a point where uh, positive stress becomes distress um, and that's where we tip over. And that's when it becomes just might start feeling overwhelming or taking too much of our energy. So knowing ourselves well enough to know our natural stress response, Mm -hmm. because as human beings, we need to deal with stress and it's okay to have stress to a certain extent. So uh, being kind to ourselves to acknowledge that stress is all right is a a really important point. And I'd say the same to to a great extent about anxiety. Mm -hmm. Anxiety has been something over the last three or four years with the pandemic that's been talked about such a lot Um, and to some extent becomes pathologized. So becomes, you know, if I'm anxious, I need to get medicated for it. Now, of course, there are extreme examples where where we you know, maybe need to take a different tack for anxiety. And if we can notice that we're feeling anxious and notice the, the, the warning signs, because that's what anxiety is in ourselves, then we can do such a lot to to manage our own state, mm-hmm. to change the way we're thinking um, to to work with anxiety positively for ourselves, so that we can we can manage it positively, um, without needing to get someone else to do that for us. So I, I think that's that's really important as well. There there are so many yeah specific examples that we can touch. Yeah. On. And I love I love the 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 thought of like uh, your relationship with yourself. Mm. So that that brings in that the self talk that that we all have. So mm-hmm. noticing what am I saying to myself? So being mindful of, of that. Um, what are the are these are they these comments or these words helping you to cope with the transition or actually making it more challenging? Um, and uh, maybe thinking about uh, previous transitions that you've been through, maybe if they're unrelated, but remembering that actually I've been through something tough in my life before and I got through it so I can do that again. So um, being compassionate with ourselves and thinking about like if somebody else was going through this, for example, if it was our best friend, what advice would we give them? So in essence, what should we be saying to ourselves? Because often we can be so hard on ourselves and we can say things like, oh, I should be doing better or I should have done this by now. And so self-critical. So that managing that relationship with ourselves and and having that self-compassion, self-kindness is so important um, to to get through the process um, and make it easier for ourselves, more manageable especially definitely. if it's challenging a transition yeah definitely and and you're touching on some of the language that we need to hear ourselves using so yeah. you know if we're talking about shoulds in our head then we need to catch that and notice that and ask ourselves yeah. who's telling me I should so yeah. and and we can do that for ourselves and we can do that by finding a thinking partner i.e a coach to help us notice when we're using that kind of language and and reframe it so yeah. change that to a different track which is more helpful for us. Um, the other thing that we can do, and we're kind of, we're talking around it, but we haven't used the word specifically yet, is around how we gain perspective. Yeah. How we're able to pause for long enough to notice. This is about yeah. noticing what's going on in our head, what we're telling ourselves, what's helping us, what's getting in the way, but pausing for long enough to be able to do that. It gives us that different perspective. And, and when we're feeling resilient, we tend to have a better ability to keep perspective. Yeah. And to notice that 
you know, what we're going through now is going to pass. Yeah. Um, it's our experience. It's not everybody's experience to enable us to, you know, we're able to step back enough to look in yeah. on a situation rather than being uh, overwhelmed by it. Yeah, I love that. So not getting too attached to mm. the, 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 like, the detail of it and have seeing the bigger picture like you said um that's a really good way of being of being mindful of of the change and transitioning through it so yeah absolutely um and then what we spoke about earlier about staying connected and speaking to people uh a family member a friend just getting that support as we're going through the change and saying to ourselves really that uh, I'm doing the best that I can do in this given moment yeah that's that's uh, so important to to appreciate that selves and have that acknowledgement about ourselves uh, mm-hmm. as we as we transition um which brings me on to the next uh, part of the the yeah the the recording and this is about mindfulness mm-hmm. and mindfulness is uh, a word that's really you know big these days and it's being thrown around everywhere so mm-hmm. mindfulness people when people think about mindfulness they think about meditation but it's actually much bigger than that it is like we said seeing the bigger picture um being connected to, to ourselves being connected to the moment so not looking too far back or too much into the future but just embracing the moment for example so talk to me a little bit more about how mindful can help mindfulness can help this process yeah um, and we tend to think about meditation don't we when we talk yeah. about mindfulness yeah. uh, which is which is great and if that's something you want to practice and that works for you wonderful and I'm a huge proponent proponent of it and as you described earlier on one level mindfulness is about noticing being present acknowledging yeah. the self-talk and the judgment that we hear in our own head when we pause for long enough to to do that and actually whilst we can spend half an hour in a you know meditation or a guided meditation to to do that and create that space we can also do it relatively easily and quickly by pausing and finding our own ways to pause and pause throughout the day um you know very acutely aware of the busyness we were just talking before the recording started of how you know the busyness accelerates doesn't it through a month yes. and, and it's very easy to get swept up in the doing and the and the busyness of that but finding those micro moments in yeah. a day to yeah. to practice mindfulness with a small m if you like which is simply pausing and breathing and just noticing noticing what's going on for me what's what's happening what do i feel in my body what what am i noticing is happening in my thoughts and how am i feeling in my emotion can give you that perspective and enable you to acknowledge that those thoughts and feelings are there but they're not all of you yes it's part of you they're not uh, they're not specifically attached, if you like. Um, so so those those moments of pause, I would say, and breathing important to to help with that. Um, if you don't have the time to spend twice a day, 20 minutes or 30 minutes specifically yeah. med- meditating and mindful in that way. But but we can create micro moments. Yeah, absolutely. And it really helps us to not get caught up in the the increased anticipation or indeed the dread of what's about to happen. And it's all about emotional awareness. So often, like, um, we have conflicting thoughts, conflicting feelings that are happening at the same time. So it's really honing in on that and and managing it effectively, like you said, by being present and not just getting caught up in so many different thoughts. Mm. uh, That's going to just cause more stress and um, make, make it more difficult for us to go through what what we're about to embark on or, or the change that has occurred in our lives mm-hmm. um 
Also, I was thinking about, for example, to, to just have that mental attitude that to expect change, that change is inevitable, mm-hmm. making a habit of expecting it so, and not getting too attached, um, like, like we spoke about earlier, because there's that cliche, the only thing constant in life is change, but it's actually true, it's part of being human. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's completely it's completely justifiable reason to actually seek extra support or wh- whatever we need. But it just um, understanding that change it's going to happen um and another point specifically like for, say for women um some things may be typically uh, considered as um it's normal but if we're finding it uh, challenging or stressful we might think that there's something wrong with us so mm-hmm. as a woman you're meant to go through th- these things so you you're meant to be able to be resilient and get through them with ease um you know but actually if we look at our own particular example and we are finding it difficult we might think oh I'm weak or there's something wrong with me you know we might be particularly hard on ourselves for that reason mm. and, and it comes back to again to perspective then doesn't yeah. it being able to take an alternative view sometimes you working with somebody else to help you think more widely about it and ultimately it also comes down to acceptance yes there is an importance as you've touched on there of, of being able to accept that this is something that's happening yeah. and I still have choice Yes. At the point of what are, what are the choices I'm going to make about what I'm thinking, you know, the the, the self-talk and how I'm going to use that, what I'm going to tell myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, of course, my behaviours, my actions, how I'm going to relate with others around me and and always coming back to the conversations I need to have. So with myself, what do I need to tell myself that's different or, or similar to help me get through this? Uh, and what are the conversations that I need to have or want to have with other people? Um, and sometimes we need some help to get some confidence and courage to have those conversations and plan them out. And sometimes we can do that for ourselves through self-reflection. Yeah, amazing. So uh, we've talked about and around quite a few different topics. Obviously, the, a lot of them are very big topics that can can be developed, like you said, by getting support, seeking a coach, um, uh, and that's a you know very much ingrained with the work that yourself and me that we're very involved in being coaches as well. Um, so, in summary, for example, um, when I was thinking about this, it's like life. We know life transitions can be a source of stress, a source of uncertainty, and often confusion. Uh, t- but it's also a time when we explore new aspects of ourselves so like our identity you spoke about beliefs we can learn from our past we can develop a vision and then we can make a better plan for the future and sometimes we can really surprise ourselves in the way that we actually dealt with something when we look back at it and be proud of ourselves for it we can become a new person as a result of that um that um the change uh, which we never envisaged so whilst there can be feelings of anxiety overwhelm and isolation there there are also there can be considered beautiful moments to help us grow and to come into a new state of identity and purpose so I love that you mentioned that before Mm -hmm. so uh give me your final thoughts or or any highlights that you want to talk about yeah well I'd like to finish on that point actually because I recognize and and really believe that that these transitions give us opportunity give us possibility Um, And so helping ourselves see that that's the case is really important. So using all the tools that we've touched on to help us do that. Um, And I love the fact that you've touched on purpose. So throughout, you know, these different transitions, it's valuable to pause 
to to gain that perspective to think about what are the opportunities or the possibilities here and actually what's my purpose what's what's my meaning for the next phase of my life what is it that's driving me forward what am i moving towards and within that you know what's my vision Absolutely. what do i want how do i want to see myself at the end of this next phase whatever that is you know it might be an age related it might be uh, specifically did, uh, around the transition itself but you know what's what's my vision what am I seeing myself as how do I want to show up and because within that there's there's choice there's possibility and opportunity and choice yeah it's always the way that we, we look at it even even if it's a challenging situation and uh, we look at it for example with a growth mindset we we see opportunity there's always an opportunity even if something's completely unplanned or unexpected um like you said um reframing a situation uh and creating perspective really helps um to manage the transition itself and, and what comes after the transition so um so that's amazing thank you so much uh, i've learned so much from this conversation uh uh, it's been really inspiring and empowering. So um, thank you very much. I'd like to thank you for being on the um, on the um, podcast uh, and uh, yeah, recording today. And I'd just like to ask um, and ask you if basically our viewers and the listeners want to find you or connect with you, find out more about what you do, or in fact work uh, seek to work with Cognomi. Uh, please uh, enlighten us and give us some information. Yeah, well, please. I'd be delighted to continue a conversation. Uh, at an individual level or a, a collective or organizational level. So yeah, cognomi.com is our website and uh, you can find me on LinkedIn um, or kate.hesk at cognomi.com. Perfect. Thank you very much. Um, and with that, we'll conclude today's session. So uh, thank you. And we look forward to uh, next next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, Nari. Bye. Bye.